Demons are subject to us, volume three. Demons are what? Subject to us, volume what? Three. Understand the nature of evil spirits. Receive deliverance and walk in dominion. Let me say this again. Understand the nature of what? Evil spirits. Receive deliverance and do what? Walk in dominion. If you look at that subtitle, there are three phases of experiences. Is that correct? Number one is understanding the nature of your enemy. Evil spirits, demons are Satan's infantry against the kingdom of God. Are you all following? I remember at the beginning I told you that if you have to deal with Satan's kingdom, the first line of defense that you have to break is demons, evil spirits. And if Satan's kingdom has to attack you, their first line of attack is demons. Are you following? No matter the manifestation, it could be sickness, it could be, it could be weaknesses, it could be oppressions. You have to deal with evil spirits first. The moment you ground them, you will have success in that area. Amen? Why do you think the Lord gave us authority over evil spirits as a matter of priority? So first level of experience is understand evil spirits. Second level, receive what? Deliverance from their oppression. Is that correct? A second level. But don't stop there. That's where a lot of people stop. That's called deliverance. That's not actually real freedom. Here's real freedom. It's step number, experience number three. Walk in what? Dominion and triumph. That is real freedom. There's a difference between deliverance and freedom. I've always said that you may not hear it elsewhere. You will not read any book. And people ought to understand that. Are you all following? Majority of Christians have received deliverance, but they never venture into freedom. And this is also brought out in the truths between redemption and salvation. Redemption is God's rescue operation. It brings you out from captivity. But you can stay at the edge of your land of captivity. Or at the most, you can get lost in the wilderness and never enter into promised land, to the promised land. So salvation is your entrance into the promised land. Are you all following? They are not exactly the same. They can be used interchangeably. That relationship exists between redemption and salvation, deliverance and freedom. Are you all following? Amen. So, message number six. Broken borders. Broken borders, part six. Message number six. That's broken borders, part six. By broken borders, we're talking about the various kind of unscriptural or unbiblical attitudes words, actions, or practices. Let me say this thing again. By broken borders, we are talking about the various what? Forms of unbiblical or unscriptural, praise God, huh? um, attitudes, is that correct? Words and actions. And most of the time, these things end up as practices by which we compromise that wall of defense, that spiritual wall of defense that God has put around a human personality. Remember we saw from Scripture that the human personality is, like, is characterized as a city with a wall. The picture is taken from the ancient times. Every city had walls. In the modern times, cities don't have walls. They have beaches and airports. And train stations. In the ancient world, cities have what? Was, remember Jericho, right? Uh, years ago, when I was uh, uh, immediately after my graduation from college, I was sent to a national service to one of the northern cities in my country. And for the first time, I just maybe a few years after I got saved, for the first time, I saw a city with walls. The city was Zaria. It had walls. I saw the walls. And Jericho made sense to me at the time. Praise God. So that is the imagery of the human personality. 
Amen. Even if you remember your high school biology, the human cell has a wall. Is that correct? A cell wall. <laughs> Amen. So God has put that wall around us, but we find out from experience that much of our lives, especially when we don't know God, especially, but even after we know God, a lot of us still get indulged in attitudes, begin with attitudes, mindsets, and attitudes, frames of mind. Amen? Unscriptural attitudes or unscriptural mindset or unbiblical frames of mind, whether you're a believer or not, your attitude can be unbiblical. Do you believe that? Okay. Your words, can a believer's word be unbiblical? Or his or her manner of speaking, can it be unscriptural? Yes. And then actions. Are you all following? Okay. Yes, there's only one person God says, Walk in a way, such a way, to glorify the Father. He's a believer. Because the tendency of a, a believer, it's possible a believer will not conduct, conduct himself in a way to show that he or she is a child of God. Are you all following? So these unscriptural, unbiblical attitudes, words, or languages, or manner of speech, uh, speaking, and actions and practices that are unscriptural, will compromise that spiritual wall of defense that God has put around you. Around you. Are, you all, are you all following? When that happens, there will be demonic invasion. Remember that demons have places that are available for them to dwell in. Is that correct? Huh? All right. There's a place that God has ordained they will be in. They should be in. Where's the place? The abyss. Do they like the place? That's the place they hate, they, they hate the most. Are you following? And there's a place that God forbids that they should not be in. Where's the place? The human personality. Where, where do they like to be? <laughs> that, that's the whole idea. In between the abyss and the human personality, there are places that they can be. Is that correct? What are they called? The wilderness. Do they like being there? No, if they find themselves in those places, what do they do? They walk day and night to come out of it and go back to that place God says they shouldn't be, which is their preferred place of habitation. Come on. That's scripture. Are you all following? So the best favor you will do them is to compromise the defenses. The defenses are so strong that when they are cast out of it, they, before they come back, they take seven more. Seven is the number of completion. After they are complete in number, they are not, they feel they are not ready. Because of the strength of the wall, they will look for more. Seven more, right? Seven more means there are now at least how many? Eight. Eight is all over again. Why? Number one. Eight means completion plus one. That means excess. Eight means a new beginning. And that's a minimum for them. The gathering demoniac had a legion. Uh, legions of it. The man in the synagogue had legions. Is that correct? Alright. So we need to understand these things and they are real. They are not figures of speech. So, and we have been looking at some of the things and I want you to understand, friends, brothers and sisters, the question here is not whether you are born again or not born again. The question is, how do you conduct yourself? Do you understand? Are you following? The believers in Galatia and those in Corinth, they were believers, they were born again. But they got infested by demons because of the way they live. Are you all following? All right. So we need to understand that. So we are looking at the means, the practices, the attitudes, the, the, the ways of speaking, and so on and so forth. And we look at the first two. First one was what? Idolatry. Huh? You know what that means by now. The second one is what? Occultism. They are not exactly the same. We've been dealing with occultism. 
Whereas idolatry means the rejection of Jehovah as the true God. Amen? And of his son, Jesus Christ, as the true Messiah. Is that correct? That's essentially idolatry. Idolatry is primary rejection of Jehovah as the true God. And of course, it involves a whole lot of things which we can get back into. Occultism involves the seeking of or exposure of oneself or family to what? To the illicit supernatural. Is that correct? Huh? And in order to do that, they bypass the mediator God has appointed. Who is the mediator God has appointed? Jesus Christ. So they're trying to ex- get contact with the supernatural. Amen? Uh, or, or through unscriptural or unbiblical means and method. That is what? Occultism. The word occult means hidden. Secret things. So people want to get to know secret things or get to have secret power or get to have secret wealth. Supernatural. Remember there are three motivations for occultism, right? Number one, knowledge. Supernatural knowledge. People lo- Do people like to have supernatural knowledge? They like to tell what is on the street. Meanwhile, they're in the room. They want to be able to tell what will happen tomorrow. Now, the Holy Spirit can give you that. That is legitimate one. Are you all following? But in our quest to look for it, often, humanity, in humanity's quest to look for them, often, they don't want to go by the way that God has appointed and to the real source of it. Are you all following? Huh? So, the three motivations that humanity drives humanity into occultism are what? Supernatural knowledge, number two. Supernatural power and what? Influence. Number three, supernatural wealth. Get these things by easy way. So the, the tendency for them there is to look for a shortcut and a bypass of the legitimate source and legitimate means. Who is the legitimate source of all these things? God, the Father. Who is the legitimate channel? Jesus. Amen. Who is the legit or, or mediator? Who is the legitimate guide and lead leader? The Holy Spirit. The occult bypasses all three. Huh? Instead of the Holy Spirit as a guide, who do they invoke to lead them? Evil spirits. That's what makes occultism a source of evil spirits in your life. The moment you expose yourself to occultism, you are sending out invitation cards to as many evil spirits as possible. Say hi, Pastor. If you stand on 125th Street or anywhere you want to stand and give somebody their, your palm to read, you are opening your palm to evil spirits. If they say that so and so will happen to you tomorrow, it is done deal. It's a matter of time before it happens. Do you understand? Years ago, there were Orthodox churches. Or we'll do something like Thanksgiving and Bazaar, and they get somebody as part of the entertainment, somebody who reads palms in a quote Christian church. Oh, you, you talk, why did you do that? Oh, it's just for entertainment. It, it's just part of the program. It's not just part of the program. People's destiny will be sealed right there. Years ago, the woman showed up, the radio, and said, You're going to get cancer. In less than two years, she got cancer. I've seen people expose themselves to things like that. Are you all following? All right. So, so and who was the God-appointed guide? I'm me, sorry, mediator, Jesus. Is that correct? They bypass him. And you know who their guides are going to be? One of the fallen angels. Their channel, one of the fallen angels. In fact, Paul warned Christians in Colossia, study the book of Colossia, one of the things they were involved in was angel worship. Did you understand? The worship of angels. And I know a lot of Christians who do it today. Angel worship. And I want to tell you, the moment you begin to ask any quote sent to pray for you, you are involved in occultism. 
Okay, sorry about that. Did I have said that? Only one mediator between you and man and God, the man Jesus. No saint, dead or alive, including Mary, can go to God on your behalf. And the person they call Mary in that situation is not Mary. It's not the Mary of the Bible. Are you all hearing me? I want us to understand this thing. And who is the real source of all things? God the Father. And when they go by occultism, they will not end up with God the Father. They will end up with Satan. And Satan gives counterfeit. Everything God has, Satan has a counterfeit. You believe that? That's what occultism is about. Amen? Praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. That's why Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Is that correct? Yeah. That is why when he was leaving, he said, I will send you the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of what? Truth. Truth there means reality. Amen? Truth in John means reality. That means the Holy Spirit is the real person, the final person. Any other thing that's not the Holy Spirit is not reality. If, even if it's a type in the Old Testament, the type is no longer good now. That's the meaning. Are you all following? Jesus says, I am the door by which anyone enters to find pasture. Are you following? And of course, remember Ephesians 2, right? By him. Hmm? Hallelujah. We all have one what? Access to the Father through the Spirit. See, see the pathway. Destination is the Father. Huh? The channel of entry is who? The Son, Jesus. Who is the leader? Who is the guide? The Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Now, you may even start looking for something in a godly way, but before you know it, you end up in an occultic way. A lot of pastors, men and women of God today who are involved in occultism today in ministry may have started well. But like Balaam, like some other people who are deceived in the Bible, they went the way of Balaam. They veered off. Others were native doctors originally. They just came in within, under the radar, the radar as camouflage. And you have to be careful. Three forms of occultism that are at work, that have been at work over the ages. Three forms. Number one was what? Come on now. No. Big branches. Uh, knowledge form. Knowledge form under which you get divination, enchantment, Encant, you know, divination, enchantment, and any way of knowing or seeing the spirit realm, looking into the spirit realm or seeing the future. Horoscopy. I gave you a long list. Is that correct? That's the knowledge form. It's primarily divination, enchantment, or fortune telling. Anytime anyone gets involved in any of those things, he would invoke evil spirits into their lives. And because it always involves a covenant relationship, those evil spirits will follow their family line. It's like idolatry, the same method. Are you all following? Huh? And I tell you, relocation doesn't change that. Passage of time. You say, ah, my father did that in 1924. This is 2018. It doesn't change it. Only one thing do they respect. The covenant of the blood of Jesus. That's the only thing that can change it. Are you all following? I've prayed for people in deliverance, ministering deliverance, and they were bringing out stuff from their belly. And when we see what that was, they remember when, and it was years ago. They say, but pastor, I took this years ago. I say, yeah, it doesn't change it. Passage of time doesn't change it. You have to have a deliberate, conscious, Amen. Uh, uh, appropriation of deliverance by faith through belief. 
begins with denunciation and renunciation. Are you all following? Second branch, quickly. Second branch. Huh? Object branch. I'm talking about the broad, yeah, object branch. Object branch does not deal primarily with seeing things or knowing things. Sometimes it involves in that. But object branch is acquisition of illicit spiritual power through the possession or presence of uh, demonized objects. Some of them are religious objects, like scapulars. What else? Uh, come on, come on quickly, somebody. Scapulars, talisman. Uh, let's, let me tell you, medals, a lot of religious chains, religious crosses. Let me say again, Christianity is not a religion of objects. You would do well if you just put on your wedding ring, if you have to. And ladies, if you have to put on jewelry, make sure they don't have negative connotation. I've told you stories, I've given you testimonies. Is that correct? Yes. Put on your jewelry, but make sure they have no negative connotations. And don't obtain them from botanicals and all that. You don't need religious power through those things. What other kind of forms of religious objects? Uh, oils. Oils. No, no, not every olive oil. Okay, amen? But hang, objects, uh, not every handkerchief is of God. And you don't need to depend on those things, to be honest with you. What other things? Holy water. Holy water. Whether it's holy or unholy. You don't need water in, under the New Testament for anything to make your life sweet and uh, to get healing and to drive away evil spirits from your house. No, you don't need those things. You need the presence of the Holy Spirit. Are you all following? Let me tell you, you can be born again, and if you're ignorant of these things, you will still be under the power of demons. Is that correct? Amen. Praise God. Any previous objects of religious covenants and things that they say, oh, your grandfather, before he died, he left this, this object for his, um, any of his grandson. Tell them, I'm not born again. I'm not interested. It's called evil inheritance. A lot of you are so emotional. Oh, but this is a family thing I treasure a lot. You treasure that? No wonder you can't sleep well at night. You're flying. Now, some other objects may be things you put on your walls and so on and so forth. Things on your clothing, so on and so forth. You have to be careful. Any artwork that does not have a good picture to it, is demonic. Take for instance, if you have an artwork of a dragon and you treasure it so much, a dragon is never a good picture. You will have problem. Put me. Or an artwork of a serpent. Or if you're buying toy, you buy serpent. You say, but pastor, it's not a serpent, it's a robber serpent. I say a Christian, born again Christian, not too long ago, put a picture on social media of our children with Toy snakes around. And this is somebody who calls on the Lord. Say, Dear Lord, I couldn't talk to her. I don't want anybody offended. I know people. There are people who don't want to give you a chance to talk to them. Dangerous thing to do. Did you hear me? Brothers and sisters, open yourself up to other brothers and sisters to feel comfortable to come and tell you if they see you doing anything wrong. Did you hear me? Huh? Let me say that again. That's spirituality. Open yourself up. Even if it will mean insulting you sometimes. You take insult. But don't shut yourself up that people tiptoe around you. Every time people are around you, they are tiptoeing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Dangerous thing to do. Because you may go astray and nobody before people come and talk to you, they have a meeting to find out who will be bold enough to talk to you. And after they have a meeting, they have fasting and prayer. And in fasting and praying, somebody shows up and says, you know what, God told us, don't go. That you're going to chew them up. That person is ready to be eaten up by wolves. Does anybody follow what I'm saying? Objects, other objects, come on. Any other, I gave you a long list last week, quickly. Huh? Drugs, before we come to drugs. 
drugs, yeah, psychedelic drugs, narcotics, and all that. Any substance habituating, any um, habituating substance, drugs, alcohol, any, any of those things, can be used as objects of occultism. By the way, one name for objects, occultism through objects, is sorcery. That's the one name for it. Sorcery. Are you hearing me? And we're warned in the, in the Bible, in Corinth, in Galatia, remember? One of the works of the flesh is what? Sorcery. That means Christians can get involved in that. And when they can't get involved in that, they get demons in. Are you following? That's how one of the ways Christians can get involved, can have demons in their lives. If he weren't so, Paul would not be warning them to come out of those things, telling them as, of those as works of the flesh. Are you following here? Because one of the topics we will have before we finish this series is can a Christian have a demon? Are you following? It's very important that we understand that. So, sorcery is possible. Many of the ministries around, if you watch them closely, you don't even need to sit down with their pastor or the head of the ministry. If you see them on TV, if you hear them talk, if you see what they do, especially on Facebook, you will see immediately you see occultism and sorcery. Are you, are you all following what I'm saying? You will see occultism and sorcery clear. Even their motive. A lot of the miracle they do is they want to promote themselves. You will know right away. Any other thing on that list? Huh? Is that what we all, all we got? Okay. Drugs. For instance, the word for those drugs, for, for drugs in modern pharmacy and pharmacology is pharmakia. And the word translated sorcery in the New Testament is also that word, pharmakia. And the point is that drugs and drug use the form of sorcery. You know, you can use drugs to knock somebody out. And when they lose their senses, evil spirits invade. And they will not be under, human, under normal influence anymore. One of the sorceries practiced in Canaan before the Israelites came out. Magic is another word. Magic. Are you all following? Uh, it's sorcery. People can walk through fire and not get burned. And today, if you're under anesthesia, anything can happen to you and you don't feel it. But the fact that you go through anesthesia once or twice or any, when it's necessary doesn't mean that you're under sorcery. It's when you get addicted to those things and you depend on them, then you're under demonic influence. Every form of addiction, especially drug addiction or substance addiction, is demonic. People can attend program all they want to attend. There will always be an element. But if people yield themselves fully to deliverance ministration, there will be a breakthrough. With all seriousness. Is that the third branch? The third branch is power branch. We're going to talk a little bit of that quickly. But by the power branch, people expose their minds and their, their whole body to demonic influence through occultism. Um, especially through TSM, Transcendental Meditation. Hmm? TSM. Have you heard of TSM before? Transcendental Meditation. Um, yoga. Yoga. Lately, I've been seeing a lot of Christians talking to me and say, Pastor, I, I'm, I will not be able to meet with you because I have a yoga class. I say, Dear Lord, I wish she knows where she's going. Yoga is occultism. Martial arts. Karat, send your children to go and learn piano. Musical instruments. And not martial arts on how to defend themselves. The Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit doesn't defend you, nothing will defend you. Are you all hearing me? So, martial arts is occultism. Now, let me tell you, most of the occultism, the devil knows how to package and repackage. Anything about the new age system, the new age, is occultism. And most of our schools, teachers will be a witness, 
and those who work with children and teachers in schools and nurses in hospitals will bear witness that the new age has invaded every career, especially education and health. Amen? It's clear. In hospitals now, of course, you can pray for patients openly, but you can do Reiki for them. How many of you have come across Reiki in hospital? Ayurveda. They teach it, they teach nursing in nursing curriculum now. Officially, they are taught. It's compulsory. Biofeedback. They can get you in a way to control your heart rate and your blood pressure without going anywhere. Just sitting down there. Tell you to breathe in a certain way. See, that's mind control. That's power of power. Through that, you can manipulate people and get them to do what you want them to do. That's influence and power. If people do transcendental meditation, things around them will begin to change. People around them begin to change. That's why you need to be equipped. Hypnosis. Have you heard of hypnosis? People can meet you on the way and they'll start talking to you. Ordinarily, you think that they are just being sweet-tongued. If you keep listening to them before you know it, everything they tell you to do, you will do. It's called hypnotism. It's part of occultism. Two years ago, a member of this ministry was on the street. Two men stopped by and said, Mom, we need your help. Ask for direction. She told them direction. Then they offered her, we have this money, we have to wire to somebody. She gave the testimony here. I'm not exposing anybody's private time with me. Um, and be careful. I never, you will never think it will happen in America. When we were growing up in Africa, it happened constantly. But now, it's, let's say, New York version, of course. And everything in New York is big. That's why we are the big apple. <laughs> but if they get you, they may get the ones they didn't get you in Africa or in the Caribbean, here in New York. So she started talking to them. They started giving her the deal. This is thousands of dollars. We, we will help you help us to wire it. We pay it into your account, blah, blah. But she said no initially. She gave them five more minutes. She began to think about it. Ten minutes, she began to think about it. Fifteen minutes, she was at the bank with them. She walked up to the counter and talked to the people. Made a withdrawal for $10,000 right there. And now, these are people who don't believe in tithing and offering. Or who are still speculating about tithing and offering. And if your money is not protected by tithing and offering, anything can happen. Let me tell you, tithing and offering is like you dedicating your car. When you tithe, you're dedicating your finances to God. Did, did you understand that? Okay. <laughs> okay. When you tithe, that's why when we buy a house, when we buy a car, we bring it first. Is that not true? We get the key and pray over it and give it to the Lord. That means for the rest of his life, it belongs to the Lord. That's what happens. So if you're earning, you have this job, you have this business, you have this ministry, and you're not tithing, especially tithing, it's not dedicated to the Lord. And therefore, anybody has claim to it. Okay. They gave her 10000 She gave it to them. They gave her the, about 60 thousand dollars They entered their car. She entered with them. They dropped her off. They bye. Went to the house. Went to the bed. Jumped on the bed. It was paper. Somebody you know. Somebody you know. I won't call the name. She stood out on Holland Avenue and gave the testimony. It's called hypnosis and it's occultism. She had the made ten thousand dollars without working for it. Do you see the motivation for money making? Amen. Now, that's a scripture. That says somewhere that as Moses withstood Janis and Jambres, even so, occult practitioners have risen. And who are the Moses of the time? You and I. Do you understand? Janis and Jambres were occult practitioners, most possibly those who were in the court of Pharaoh. You know who Moses dealt with in the, in the palace of Pharaoh? With the snake issue. They were occult practitioners. Magicians. That's what the Bible calls them. Is that correct? 
magic is a form of occult practice. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we're going to read a few scriptures and we will be out. And we will take the, briefly discuss the next subject. Um, hallelujah. Am I making a point? Huh? All right. Turn with me. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Second Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy, the third chapter. Uh, the church is highly invaded by occult practitioners today. And they're almost always ministers. A lot of people are getting ordained into ministry without anybody checking them out and putting them through deliverance. Are you all hearing me? And teaching them and finding what they believe. Amen? All right. I will read. It said, verse, verse uh, verse 1. Let, let, let's start from verse 1. It says, quickly, hallelujah. But realize this, that in the last days, that's when difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self. Did you notice that? Lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents. Please check that list out. It's common. This list is, are things common among religious people. Amen? Listen to this one. Ungrateful. <laughs> the King James, I believe, says unthankful. You know how many ungrateful people are around you? All right, moving on. You don't want to hear that. Unholy, unloving, irreconcilable. <laughs> Did you see that? Malicious gossips, without self-control. Brutal haters. Amen? Brutal, haters of good. Treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Do you notice that? Uh-huh. Holding, listen to this, holding a form of what? Godliness. But they have denied his power. Did you notice that? This ranges from people, people's doubt, unbelief to occult practice. A lot of people are practicing a godliness but deny his power. And instead they go for occultic power. Are you all following? All right. Watch. How, how do I know that? Uh, although they have denied his power, avoid such men as these. Amen? For among them are those who enter into households. And captivate weak women, weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, those in the occult always study mysteries. They're always into mystics. Have you heard of the word mystics? Yeah, they're always looking, studying the stars, the moon. Studying the seasons and the times. Looking into the sky. A day and night, all kinds of things. Reading the seven and six books of Moses and all called literatures, getting involved, too much involved in interpretation of dreams. Are you all following? Amen. What verse? Quickly. Eight now. Watch. Amen. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men of depraved mind. Rejected in regard to the faith. But they will not make further progress. Amen? For their folly will be obvious to all. Just as Genesis and Jambres' folly was also. Quickly, let's look at a um, couple of scriptures here. Amen? Let's look at verse 13. Verse 13, what does it say? But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse. Deceiving and being deceived. Evil men and who? Impulsors. Occult practitioners. Amen. Notice they will grow from bad to worse. Deceiving men and being deceived. And much of this is going to be religious deception. They have good church names. But inside is something else. I think maybe towards the end of this we, we may have to play some... 
videos of some of them who have made some self-confession. We played them in the Bible class, but I think we'll do you a favor. We'll have mercy on you and <laughs> show you some of them. Amen? All right. Go to Revelation. Revelation 9, 21. Quickly, let's look at another thing and we go touch on the next one. Revelation 9, 21. Uh, this is actually after some of the judgments of God had come upon fallen humanity in the book of Revelation. Let's start from verse 20. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues, that I believe it was the seven trumpets, the plagues of the seven trumpets had fallen and killed a lot of unrepentant humanity. Are you all following? What would you expect that will happen to the rest? To those who were alive, but they are unrepentant. When they see the, their fellow sinners die, what do you think they should do? Repent, but they didn't. And that's common with humanity. Human beings, when God saves them from one level, you would think that they will repent. They go to the next level of stubbornness. That's, it's a principle in the Bible. Watch what happened in verse 20. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues, watch, amen, did not repent of the works of their hands. Did you notice that? So as to worship demons. Ah. What did they do? They were worshiping carved idols that they didn't know their name. After that judgment, they went and found the demons behind them and began to worship demons. That's demonism. That's occultism. That's satanism. Are you, are you all following it? Huh? That's idolatry. Amen. It's a worship of demons. Demons of what? Gold and of what? Silver and of what? Brass. And of stone and of wood, which neither see nor hear nor walk. Next verse. And they did not repent of their what? Murders. Do you notice how much of murder is going on today? As a matter of fact, in much of the rest of the world, and some, to the, some extent in the United States, there's an increase uh, incidence of ritual killings. That's a manifestation of occultism. Kidnappings. By the time you find the person, you find the body, many body parts are missing. Because some occult practitioners want to use them to do something to get either what? Knowledge, power, or money. That's why you have high incidence of kidnapping and ritual murder. But John says you ain't seen nothing yet. In the end of the age, it will be on a different level. Are you following? Uh, and nor did they repent of their what? Sorceries. Did you notice that? Sorceries. Amen. Especially what there is pharmacia. And the sorcery there is mostly of drug use. Amen. Nor of their what? Thefts. Politicians, everybody stealing. Um, right. So number four. Is that correct? Let's touch number four before we begin to pray. Number four. The fourth way demons can compromise the divine defense around the human personality is by personal or ancestral or generational involvement in cults. Cults, sects, sects. That about religious sects. S-E-C-T. And secret society. Hallelujah. And what? Secret what? Societies. Amen. Praise God. Have you heard of those words before? Cults, sects, and what? Secret societies. How do they happen? Membership in them is like involvement in idolatry and occultism. A cult or a sect is a group, a body, or a faction of persons of a certain religious persuasion. Sex, these things are very religious in nature, religious persuasion. With a worship system, with a worship system that deviates from biblical Christianity. 
Amen. With a worship system that what? Deviates from where? From what? Biblical Christianity. Now. Amen. And the, and deviates from the major tenets of Christianity also. Usually, they strictly adhere to the following things. Usually, these cults or sects adhere to certain things. They adhere to strong reverence, strong attachment to a charismatic leader. That person becomes God. Amen? They also... They also get involved in initiation rites. Before you become a member, you initiated one way or the other. And number three, there are a lot of rituals and veneration. Rituals and veneration to persons or objects. Now, quickly, I'm going to list them, some of them. There are a lot of them. I divided them into class, uh, at least three or four groups. Um, let me start with, amen? And let me start with, um, quickly, maybe start with cults of Christendom. Cults of Christendom. When people hear about cults, they may think that these are nothing, have nothing to do with Christendom. They always see other religions. Cults are predominantly of other religious groups. But there are cults known as cults of Christendom. We mentioned some of them here a few weeks ago. Amen? Jehovah Witness is not a Christian denomination. It's a cult. As a matter of fact, Adventist, the whole of Adventism, the cult. You can go on and on. And on. But it's interesting, when Christianity started, Judaism saw it as a, as a sect. <laughs> Today, Christianity is number one dominant religion around the world. Every other thing is a sect before it. Are you all following? Because the presence of God is in it. The power of God is in it. If you study Christianity, I mean, nothing will shake your faith. Just the history of Christianity. I was, I was reading up on Constantine, Emperor Constantine, not too long ago. I found out that uh, uh, the, the emperors before him persecuted Christians. When he became an emperor, before he went to a war, he saw a vision. A vision of light in the form of a cross, of a sword. And went into that battle and conquered the other emperor. He knew right away that that vision was from Christ. He converted to Christianity. Made Christianity the official religion of the Roman Empire. Before that time, Christians were picked up thrown into the lions then, and lions come and eat them alive. Christians were maltreated, but this emperor came and said, I may baptize me. Actually, they baptized him on his deathbed before he, he died. He became a Christian. He said, I'm not only going to be a Christian, I will make Christianity the official religion of the Roman Empire. And Christianity began to grow. It took dominance. And from that time, looking back. Do you understand? You can't stand against Christ. He will bulldoze you. He will roll you, roll you over. Praise the Lord. Are you all hearing me? Never let anything affect your Christian faith. Man, woman, pressure, problems, anything. Death or life to take you away from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Not even suffering. Not even rejection, abandonment. I don't care what it is. You haven't seen anything yet. Are you all following? So, cause of Christendom, they start off as Christian groups, but if you examine them, they're either legalistic or they're involved in magic and all kinds of things. Are you all following? Okay. Number two are syncretic, syncretic group. Syncretic groups. Syncretism, S-Y-N-C-R-E-T-I-S-M. Syncretism is a mixture. Praise the Lord. 
it's a mixture of religions into two more than one two or more religions into one take for instance amen amen rastafarianism is a cult it's a sect and you see things like christianity in it then you see the worship of emperor hell celeste are you are you following and you see african traditional things in it uh, you know they venerate a man emperor hell celeste the reverence ganja kaya marijuana and all kinds of things and you have other groups in the west indies in south america in brazil in, in cuba santaria these are cults and sects you go santaria is a mixture of roman catholic practices african tra- and african traditional religion amen yes in from west africa you have what they call white garment churches sometimes red garment those are cults and sects are you all following aladora Caribbean and Seraphim, uh, Celestial Church of Christ, so on and so forth. In the West Indies, you have spiritual Baptists. Years ago, we went to, I think, Aruba, and they were doing VBS, and they needed a, um, a venue to run one of the classes, and the only venue they could get was a spiritual Baptist church. I told them, it's no, you can't go there. You can't. They said, oh, no, no, but one day they went there and they called me to pray for the children. I went there. I said, you can't. And incense everywhere, all kinds of things. So you see it a lot in the West Indies. Spiritual Baptist Church is their form of um, Aladura religion. They got it from West Africa. And then you have Pocomanian or Poco in Jamaica. Amen. Have you heard of Poco? The Poco. It's a Poco minions. They speak in tongues like you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> but their tongues, you would tell. It's not. Mr. Marvelin, you can give us a lecture on Poco. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so on and so forth. Uh, these will always, and I will say this to you. Um, you have idolatrous groups, okay. And then you have secret societies. Secret societies. Amok. Resecrucianism. In America, the strongest in the Western world is Freemasonry. Have you heard of Freemasonry? A lot of Christians you meet today have had contact directly or indirectly through their ancestry with Freemasonry. And membership of secret society can hold family members down for ages to come. Are you all paying attention? Because these are critical issues you have to deal with. And I tell you this, the Freemasons are so, and they will deny that they are not secret society. Don't let anybody deceive you. They are secret society, and they are bold. Do you know their sign? Do you know, have you seen their logo? Oh, sorry. Okay. If you see their logo, if, can, can you pull up from anywhere? Do you have any Help you can give us. Okay, if you see it, as you're driving home from now on, you check how many cars have that logo. It will be like every other car. No, don't worry. If he puts it, he will show you. You come back next Thursday if you do your count. It's like every other car on the road is owned by a Freemason. That's how ignorant you are about this thing. Huh? Yeah, it's a part of lodges. But then, you have to know that they are there. And, and that's the point I'm making. And you have to know what you're dealing with. Okay? Uh, lodges is a broad word for them. And lodges have different ways of deception. Some of them are so deceptive that you don't even know what you're getting involved in. Freemasonry is a lodge. Yes, it's, it's a lodge. So it's one out of many lodges but it's well-known, popular. But the point is that the fact that you guys don't even know their sign, look at this population. That is telling. That means you don't even know the society you're dealing with. And you need to know these things to be able to evangelize effectively. (laughs) Uh, Is anybody listening to me? 
Now, I, I know what you're waiting for. You're waiting for somebody to come out of, out of Africa with chalk on their face. You say, hey, and everybody starts speaking in tongues and doing that. The devil knows how to package. Did you hear me? If Brian finds it, you see it. And now, let me tell you this. Okay, did you see that? Okay, pay attention to that. From now on, see how many times you see it around you. Even on some buildings. <laughs> now, you recall seeing that? Okay. Watch and pray. Open your eyes. You know, the problem is that we're only looking for a breakthrough. Open door. Oh, breakthrough. Open door. God of miracle. My papa. That, that. We don't even care about the society. We don't even know when we're getting into trouble. Now, involvement and contact with these groups, secret societies, will put you under demonic obstruction. And let, and let me share this. I know we're out of tape. I'll say it next time. It's very important. One of the things in ministering deliverance I've found out common among those who were involved directly or indirectly with, uh, with um, cults and sects and secret societies that when they come to Christ, it's a battle for them to focus. Yeah. It's a battle. For them to what? Focus. And they can argue. Ten years after they get saved, they can argue with you on any, any doctrine. Unless the Holy Spirit really, really, really intervenes. Because one of the things they do in those groups is brainwashing. They brainwash you. If you notice when they die or when they do anything, one of them took a whole group to Guyana. Jim Jones. Have you heard of Jim Jones? Took them. The U.S. government wanted to start investigating. He took over how many people? Flew them out to Guyana, started a commune there. And when the U.S. government sent some senators to the House of Representatives to go and investigate, they hear they're coming. He mixed Kool-Aid, poison in Kool-Aid. And he told them, all of them started drinking. Before the U.S. plane carrying the congressmen arrived there, people were dying in the camp. A few people escaped. One of them is a congresswoman now in California. That's how bad these things can be. You remember the David Koresh? I mean, uh, Waco, Texas. That was the month my, the month uh, FBI raided them was the month I think my wife came and joined me. That was one of the first news she had. She didn't <laughs> like it. And it was, these were educated women, Yale, Harvard graduates. Went in with their families. One of the things the man did was tell them, all your wives belong to me. And they believed. Oh, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding. They gave, I mean, educated people. But he brainwashed them. I can't even repeat some of the doctrines. He took biblical doctrines, turned it upside down. He, 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 he interpreted the one, yeah. And there are a lot of people who lay hands on you. If they have rings, watch the rings they're wearing. Are you all hearing me? Watch the rings they are wearing. So much rings. So much rings. You have to be careful where you go religiously. Otherwise, you will get itches and twigs and everything. You may get, end up being stiff for the rest of your life. Praise God. Amen. So, he, 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 he will anoint my head with oil. He interpreted it in such a way that I can't repeat it. All kinds of things. And some of them that came out were never the same. There was another one known as Heaven's Gate. You remember that? That happened in the 90s. Yeah. You were here. You weren't. You were already born. Another one will happen soon. So that's what happens when we are not taught and we're walking about. And be careful of religious objects. Again, remember, Christianity is not a religion of what? Object. It's faith through belief in Christ. And everything must be tested by Scripture. If they don't test it by Scripture, say bye to them. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. 
cults are many. There are many. A lot of cults. Some of them are death cults. And listen, in idolatry, in occultism, in um, cults and sects, there's always going to be initiations, covenants, enchantments, and all that. And sometimes you can be, you, someone can get you involved unconsciously through relationship of some kind, especially family relationships or friendship relationships. Are you all following? But we thank God for the blood of Jesus. Shall we rise?